Hey, guys. Y'all came together. Yeah, I picked everybody up. You know how Elvis is always late. I gotta get my stuff together. It's all in one big folder. What do you have to get together? Well, remember when we were doing the Forbidden Passions campaign, and we got charmed by that succubus and we drowned each other in the Lake of Supple Reflection? I remember killing you. I forgot my rule book that day. It's okay. I've got the rule books. It's bad luck is what I'm saying. You get killed every campaign. That's because you always kill him, Mason. But not because he forgot his rule book. I brought some soda and some chips. Thanks, Larry. Wait, these are gluten-free. What the heck? Yeah, and the soda's diet. Why? I told him you wouldn't like it. Who goes on a diet and still drinks soda? I mean, it isn't really and a None thing. of us are gluten intolerant. Jesus, Lowry. I know that. Then why did you bring us gluten-free chips? Paul, I might be gluten intolerant. You're not gluten intolerant, Elvis. No, remember when I was telling you at lunch You about were eating a burger. Yeah, right, and I was saying that I might be gluten intolerant? Did you get sick after eating the burger? Is there gluten in burgers? Yes! <sighs> Elvis told me he was gluten intolerant. Wow, <laughs> these taste like shoes. Well, thanks for nothing, Elvis. Is there gluten in soda? I made Lowry buy some other snacks. Yeah. Then why'd you bring in these? What I did know if there were other snacks that nobody would eat these gluten-free ones and I don't want them. Well, would you get the good ones, please? Fine. All right. Uh, Mason, Elvis, come over here to the table. I'm all set up. Where's the battle mat, Paul? We don't need a battle mat. We're not playing D&D anymore. But there's range penalties every 12 meters. That's like the size of a four-story building. Well, what, what if I'm you... 13 meters away and I don't realize it? Elvis, look at my living room. About how long do you think it is? Uh... Put the tape measure down. God, finally. I'm so sick of doing trigonometry in imagination land. How am I supposed to know how big the living room is if you won't let me measure it? That's the point. You don't know. I bet you're the guy who made the building new. Did your character build every building in my campaign? There's rules in this system that say I can pay to say I did. Don't you dare. Actually, there's a power that lets me know the absolute distance between any two points. That's better. I'm going to take that instead. Hey, Elvis, can you add that built every building in town to my character sheet? Yeah, sure, Mason. Damn it. You guys suck. You're supposed to be cyborg cops. But Moonlight is an architect. Okay, I got the good chips. Where's the battle mat, Paul? We're not playing D&D. We don't need battle mats, Lowry. Okay. All right, did you guys read the handout that I posted? Heck no. I only read the weapons and the equipment, so you guys have no idea what the game's about. I'm not gonna read two pages of backstory for a one-shot, Paul. We're only gonna play one night. How are you gonna know who you are? I'm a cyborg cop and a moonlight architect. I know exactly who I am. Yeah, because that's practically a trope. I read it, Paul. Well, at least Lowry read it. I bought so much cool stuff. I'm excited. All right, I guess we're just gonna roll right into it. You guys are three cyborg cops. Practically everywhere on Earth is in poverty, but you patrol one of the most impoverished, unfortunate stacks of futuristic mobile homes in the world. What do you mean, stacks? Like, are they stacking mobile homes on top of each other? Yes, Mason, like I wrote in the handout you didn't read. Well, is that not, like, an apartment complex? No, it's not as well regulated, and the landlords are bigger assholes. The future sucks. All we did is reinvent apartments. I tuned my cyborg ears into the police frequency. Do I hear any crimes going on? Well... You don't have to eavesdrop on the police because you are the police. Your dispatch calls in and says, Car 2-4, this is dispatch. We have reports of a possible 187 in your area. If you could keep your eye out for a Latino woman in a bloody nightgown, we think she stabbed her husband. Women, am I right, guys? Uh, dispatch, I just gotta say, that's pretty sexist, over. That's what my wife said. You know, one of these days I'm gonna be in a 187. 
Dispatch, what is a 187? 187 is homicide. Dispatch, you could have just said homicide. There's no reason to lord your police jargon over us. Over and out. Hey, Paul, how recently do I think the murder happened? Uh, I got five well, degrees of success on deduction. <sighs> I mean, probably within like a couple of minutes, it just got called Do I in. think I can get there fast enough to save the guy? I mean, ah, I failed by three. I guess... Shut up, Elvis. I put the pedal down. Thank you, Mason. You tear down the street as fast as the squad car can take you. Oh, uh, turn on the sirens about halfway there, you know, like when I remember. Remembering to turn the sirens on about halfway there? It's lucky it's like 3 a.m. And as you're barreling down the pavement, you pass by a woman running in the opposite direction along the road. She's wearing a bloody white nightgown and carrying a knife. Slam on the brakes. I'm not wearing a seatbelt. What? Why? You, Why are you, you not wearing be? a seatbelt? Well, I never said I put it on, so I'm not wearing one. Okay. Uh, Officer Elvis goes flying right through the windshield. Glass shatters dramatically, trailing behind Elvis like pixie dust before he collides with the pavement at about 55 miles per hour. He takes... about 89 stun and 23 body. Elvis, is your character dead already? Nah. I got a reinforced carbon steel skeleton. I'll be okay. God damn it, Officer Elvis, you blew out my dang windshield. Look at this. I am unconscious, though. I don't know that. How many times do I have to tell you to wear your seatbelt, you idiot? This is the third time in two days. And Officer McNulty is still pissed about his squad car. I swear to God, I hope this time you're dead. The lady with the knife has stopped, and she's just staring, completely aghast. She's never seen anything like this. Hey, lady, did you see a murderer come by here? She looks at you, then she shakes her head no, then she looks at the knife and drops it on the ground. Hey, did you just drop that knife? Don't lie to me, I'll know. She runs away. Hey! Chaser. You're a trained police officer, and she's not in good shape, so you catch up pretty easily. Tackle her. Ah, shoot. You go in for the tackle, but trip over a pothole, falling to your knees and scraping up your palms when you catch yourself. Oh. Wait, where the heck is Lowry? I don't know. Lowry? I guess in the squad car. Officer Lowry! I get out of the squad car. Get Officer Elvis! I need backup! Okay, I go to get Officer Elvis, and I guess shake him awake. Do I wake up? Yes, uh, Lowry shakes you awake. You're feeling dazed and disoriented, but awake. Ugh, 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 my head. What happened? I succeed by two. Do I remember what happened? You flew through a windshield for apparently the third time this week. Are you okay? I guess so. Elvis! Do something! Okay, how far away is that lady? Well, she hasn't had a lot of time to get away, so not that far. No, no! I bought exact range sense, remember? How far away is she in meters exactly? Damn it. Elvis, I don't know, like, eight meters, I guess. Well, my attack only has a range of six meters, so I step forward exactly two meters and then sneeze. A man-sized net bursts out of my nose and ensnares the perp. Wait, you can sneeze nets? Yeah, only two, though. I've got one in each nostril. Okay. Well, not expecting that, the woman, to her surprise, finds herself wrapped up in a tight net. Bam! What you gonna do when the cyborg cops come for you? Give me five, Elvis. Yeah, congrats all around. Uh, but hang on, I gotta go use the restroom. Get yourself some water, help yourselves to some more soda, I'll be right back. 